This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 The Ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovin. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. We are back on the block here for a Wednesday of Sports Talk with you. I'm Jake Bachman. He is the Husker Hall of Famer and longtime NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strick, how are you doing today? Hot. It's hot out there, huh? Hot. Neutral. Neutral <laughs> heat. Are you inside at least? It looks like you got yeah, a nice paint in front of a nice painting yeah. there. Yeah, I'm, I'm inside, so uh, I decided not to do a, a balcony uh show so to speak but yeah, yeah. i'm in um inside so you can see the sweat on my brow yeah fair enough uh, i'm i'm the opposite <laughs> i in the studio and i get a little bit cold in here so i threw on a jacket um, i see that <laughs> so I, I know how cold it gets in studio oh i know that. sometimes you you gotta come with with with, with the uh, armor to get get through a, a show it'd be nice and cool but you gotta keep the equipment cool so um that's understandable but today <laughs> We can be cold because it's hot and we on the block. It's hot. <laughs> it's hot on the block. Some good, some, some good topics today, man. We're going we gonna to get into some of it. Definitely talk with uh, Cluster Johnson and Greg Hertberg today, just really about the AAU situation, kind of how things are going in the AAU space and how topsy-turvy and wild it's getting. Uh, to me, uh, you know, I'll tease it, but it's either is there a system error in the matrix or – our parents going wild. I mean, I, I don't know. Man, we, you remember the, you remember the girls going wild. Shoes. I don't know right now. Parents, coaches, uh, referees, referee it's, it's, fights. It's old, man, yeah. it's crazy right now. And then people wonder why I stopped refereeing for a while. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was noticing it was getting kind of crazy. Just even being out there, even as a good referee, you, you, you can still experience just some of the wildness of of how that goes. You know. Yeah, there's been viral videos. I mean, the, the reason that we're, we're kind of bringing it up is it's it's been a lot of fights and viral videos of like of the AU games or um, games like it, and it's just like it, it, it's it's getting out of hand. It's crazy. I mean, the refs yeah. are in the middle of it. They're they're supposed to be, um, uh, you know, it's just Arbiters. right. It's hard to tell too. I mean, you never know who's who's like throwing punches, who's protecting one another, uh, who's starting it. And it's, it's just, it seems like a hostile environment at certain times. So I can't wait to talk to those guys um, about that and, and what's kind of moving in that direction. We also have Steve Sipple joining us in the five o'clock hour, usually our Monday guest, but he's been taking some time as uh, things are about to heat up the college football season about to get going, uh, especially here in the big 10. Of course, they've had the big 12 media days. The sec media days uh, are going on right now. Uh, big 10 will be next week. We look forward to, to, to being there as well and representing the ticket and having lots uh, to break down, not just from Nebraska, but the whole Big Ten. 
and so that's kind of interesting. We'll jump into a, a little bit of, you know, conference realignment is not uh, too hot right now. There's no breaking news for me to, to, to jump on, but it certainly has rattled uh, college football as we know it. And I, I think with all of that, it's going to be nice. You know, we're, we're starting to talk about on the field stuff. You know, this has been a whole off season of just NIL and all, all this different change in conference. And so it's going to be nice to get on the field here pretty soon. And we're getting close enough, you know, fall camp and all that stuff um, to start talking about it. And so I can't wait for that. I did want to bring up uh, this real quick with, uh, with you um, because it is interesting and, and it deserves a shout out. Ben and Goy, uh, six, uh, three, six, four receiver here from Lincoln high um, does have a Nebraska offer, but ultimately chose Iowa state. Uh, now they weren't recruiting him too tightly because they they feel like they've got Malachi Colbin in a good place with him. They've got a few other receivers in this class, and uh, they just don't maybe have all the numbers. So he might have not been too high on their board. And obviously they've done a great job recruiting local Nebraskans um, in this class, and and, and of course uh, you know kind of changing uh, changing the narrative a bit, flipping the narrative from a few classes ago, and maybe still have some work to do in Omaha. But what do you think about? Having a kid, a, a kid in Lincoln uh, at a skill position, I'm already, I'm already uh, kind of dumbfounded to see that because you don't usually see two power five wide receivers in Lincoln. That will be kind of fun next year with Malachi Coleman and Ben Goy. Um, but what do you think about watching him go out over there and commit to, to Matt Campbell and in Nebraska, maybe not recruit him in quite as hot. Do you think that, that this is a mistake or do you think you take the guys regardless, uh, you know, and, 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 and where you want them, if, if they're, if he does, if he's lower on the board, then so be it. Even if he's a local kid. Listen, I think they did what they did and they, they put him out there, but they weren't pressed on him. I mean, mm-hmm. they, I'm, I'm sure they stayed close to him. They talked to him. He was definitely in it. They would welcome him into the fold um, if he wanted to join. But as you said, you know, they probably had their eye on on, on Malachi, uh, you know, a lot more being that he's there at Lincoln East and probably a little bit higher rated. I, I think um, the fact that they still put their their hand forward is, is, is showing well. The thing that I'm seeing with Nebraska football is that I would love to see the same thing with Nebraska basketball. Um when I talked to Cluster Johnson and even Greg Hepburn, when Chucky and that crew that was coming out, even Noah Fant and, and just the, the, the athleticism of that group, you know, with um, now doing pretty well, he's doing well out there in Cal state Fullerton and uh, Latrell Rysell jr. And, and some of the others that have, have been pretty solid kids and, and they end up making their way out. Definitely um, uh, Trout um, was one that I, I would have liked that we could have solidified, but ultimately um, that didn't happen. But I'd like to see them get a little bit more active uh, in state. And as I always said, it's a a fine line that you have to play when you're dealing with in-state kids. Uh, It's definitely something that is needed. And if you have a good balance of it, I think you will have a solid core of of a team to be able to compete with. And, and hopefully they'll, they'll be able to get back to that. Yeah. I, I just, I, it's not a lead topic that I wanted to really get, but I wanted to um, at least shine some light on it. Not in a negative way to say, well, Nebraska, let this guy go because they, they were recruiting him and they, and they, you know, it, it kind of just kind of fell to the point where it di- didn't seem like it was going to be a fit for them. Um, but I still like anytime a, a Lincoln kid uh, does good enough to go play at a, a program like Iowa state, um, it should turn your head and it should make you kind of think, wow, you know, that, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool stuff from, from one of the kids here in the city. 
Uh, I did want to transition to this as we were talking um, about Big Ten Media Days around the corner. Um, and and it's, a, it's maybe a little bit of, about ACC uh, here and Jim Phillips, the commissioner, kind of speaking um, and really just trying to be nice. The ACC has kind of been able to avoid getting picked apart so far, but it feels like that could be the last straw. In the latest talks, it sounds like the Big 12 and Pac-12 merger, um, which was kind of out there for a while, seemed that at least has fallen to the wayside at this point. And so maybe you could see but uh, a future of uh, four power conference teams, maybe five power conferences. Of course, what's going to change over the years is going to be the amount of money that each power conference gets. Uh, the Big Ten and the SEC, their TV deals are going to get um, enough to, to give almost $100 million, if not over that, to each a each uh, league member. Uh, meanwhile, the ACC is, is, is they've got a new TV contract signed from a few years ago, but um, it, it only gives about 35 million per team. And so over the long run, you figure that's going to hurt. And that's what's going to make it hard for Miami or Florida state or Clemson, those, those teams that are competing for national championships to let, um, I mean, to let Alabama and Ohio State and USC and all those teams get that advantage, let alone Northwestern and Vanderbilt and Illinois and, you know, all the all the, you know, the teams that don't have the brand but are still getting way more money than what you have out there in the ACC. So it, it's fascinating in, in that regard. Um, and I was kind of interested in the fact that now, you know, because all this kind of plays aligns with the college football playoff. How are we going to do the college football playoff in a landscape that's changing? Um, from year to year. And there was, of course, the vote last year where you could have had automatic bids. I mean, they were trying to pass a 12-team playoff, automatic bids to the five power conferences, and the ACC turned it down. Do you think that they will regret that moving into the future, considering um, that would have at least kept you know the, the group together even if you do lose a few? Now you kind of wonder if you, if you lose those top guys, you know, those top names, now these other conferences might not offer that sort of uh, automatic qualifying bid. It seems like the, 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 the movement, the momentum now, is behind not having automatically qualifying bids, even if you're conference champions, because there's going to be such a, um, you know, a, an imbalance in what these conferences look like and where the power teams are playing. Boo-hoo-hoo. Woe <laughs> is me. <laughs> The, listen, there was a movie back in 1986 called Running Scared. And uh, it was Gregory Hines and um, uh, Billy Crystal who played in it. And in that, in that movie, they were, they were cops. And um, they ended up almost losing their life in a, in a battle. Um, and they ended up going to the islands and resting their feet and ultimately to get back in the fight to try to uh, <laughs> mitigate some of the issues of their past, right? Running scared. That's what I'm seeing with mm -hmm. the ACC. But let's be honest about it. Let's be real. The ACC is the one that started the expansion craze about two decades ago. They're the ones that set it all in motion. So now to turn around, well, first of all, let me just tell you, they raided the old Big East where they took Boston oh, yeah. College, Miami, and Virginia Tech. 10 years later, only to finish the job by pulling in Louisville, Pitt, and Syracuse, right? So you're the ones that did a lot of the poaching early on in the game. So to me, they're like they're like um, tied to the big bully 
they're the right hand man of the bully and they talk the most smack and they're they're protected and they're sitting alongside and they're woofing because they know the big bully on the block has got their back i.e you had the big 10 the uh sec and the acc conference which you had this this little mini uh pact or a little alliance between those and that's why you had the big 10 acc challenge and so forth and so on a lot of stuff that came out of that drew some money but the word is again they voted against the 12 team plan so what you're hearing him say is you know can we all just get along can we you know look we're losing football and and you know we're not nfl light and we're just we just want to have everybody have parity and we want the the like the northern illinois to have opportunities you know like everybody else and you're only paying 35 38 million to your schools as of the 2021 season and now the big 10 and sec is stepping up and they're doling out significantly higher which putting you on edge you wanted a long-term deal that's why you signed your tv rights you wanted to make sure the money was going to be there for the long haul but you're stuck to 2036 so you didn't want to take the risk you didn't want to get out there have to negotiate each year get into the fight get into the fray you wanted that long-term Scottie Pippen money. You understand? That's the same thing that happened to Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen basically said, I want the long, him and his agent came to a conclusion. We want the long-term deal. We signed an eight year, but you are undervalued yourself. Like inflation, you undervalued yeah. yourself. And now everybody else is getting the big bags. You coming up short, you mad about it. That's what's going on with the ACC right now. They're stuck in a rut. They don't know how to get out. So they're trying to get the SEC and the Big Ten to try to play fair. But basically, the uh, uh, the ACC schools now are looking up and they're saying they're, they're basically like Jerry Maguire uh, and, and uh, Rod on uh, Rod Tidwell. On, uh, on, uh, yeah, Rod Tidwell yeah. basically has show me the money. That's what they're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Those long contracts are interesting. Obviously, those are popping up in, in baseball as well. Um, maybe factored into the reason why Juan Soto wants out is there, you know, I, I don't know if they were offering him the money that he saw expanding over the years, what it would be. Uh, if you if you sign those long term deals and you're stuck, um, you know, it looks great at the time. It gives you uh, what you need as far as stability. But um, and, and who who maybe would have seen this coming? I mean, uh, certainly the USC UCLA news was shocking, but it wasn't as shocking as Texas Oklahoma. I mean, that changed the game. That let you knew know that this this thing is is heading toward Shift. a smaller, you know, uh, less conferences being the power yeah. conferences. And yeah. uh, they so, have no leverage now, Bob. Yeah. Like you said, you said it. Their leverage is gone now. They if you like like if you take into account what he said just at his press conference at the ACC. Um, uh, media day. If you just take what he said about wanting that type of collective, uh, everybody kumbaya come in and, and love on one another, then you wouldn't have voted against that, the, the 12 team conference, because that would have basically, that, that was a good parody to allow all teams to play in the, in, 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 have an opportunity that, that now goes out the window because now those big the big 10 and the SEC saying nah, we want we want the whole we want the whole shebang we want it all yeah. you know we want every team in our in our conference if they can get in we want them in you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, at this point, no more leverage, bro. Oh, and it's just fascinating to see what happens to these other conferences. Again, the big, the big pack, which we thought might be on the way with the big 12 and pack 12. There's still a few teams, Arizona, Colorado, 
flirting, um, at least reportedly flirting with the idea of still jumping ship and, and, and joining the Big 12. Um, but as far as like a, a merger, that seems to be not on, on the cards. And I thought yeah. maybe that could make for, you know, obviously a tiered system, but four power conferences, um, the ACC. I mean, it is it, it's it's strange. Um, to see how this all plays out, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, you know, obviously after the UCLA USC m- movement, everybody's kind of thinking, okay, well here's what's going to happen next, and here, you know, and sometimes it takes time for these things to play out. I'm going to miss college football as it traditionally is, but embrace the fact that it's changing, and and and, and these kids are getting you know the NIL money um, that's probably long been deserved. You can argue about how, you know should that top out. Uh, how do we control all that? And that's still a, another discussion that's kind of going on in the background here. But uh, I, I just, it, it's hard to envision um, some of these other conferences ultimately making it. And if they do, like I said, there's an absolute tier to it. And altogether, it's just going to continue um, to stack against them as these teams in the Big Ten and the SEC build the brand even higher. So I know they're signing huge contracts now, but when that next contract comes up, it'll be even bigger. Year after year, making $65 million more dollars uh, than the, the other teams. Um, you know, how much is that going to help as far as NIL goes? How much is that going to help getting the best coaches, getting the best, you know, facilities is maybe an older uh, way of doing battle, but I'm sure it still will play into it with all, you know, kind of the nice things that are going to be put in all the Big Ten and SEC locker rooms and all that. Um, just absolutely fascinating to see how all this Here, plays here's, out. Here's something too, Bach, to, to think about, right? Because keep your eye on still the Notre Dame situation. That still hasn't oh, played yeah. itself out. They basically laid out the groundwork they want 75 to 78 million in order to stay independent they they knew coming in um that yes they can they can join forces and get up to 100 plus million but um they they feel that that independent route for them uh even with the openness now of the opportunities that may be shut down with joining a conference it doesn't really mean anything. So they figure if they can get that that 75, 78 million, 25 million, even less to not even have to be affiliated with that, but still have opportunities to tap in on a on a on an expanded playoffs uh, system. Shoot, who wouldn't do that? Right. Yeah. You're not you're not you're not legally bound to those uh, parameters. And, and if you can stay independent. So I'll take I'll take 25 million less. But, yeah, it's mine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think that's something still to keep your eye on what the TV um, rights that they have right now, would they be extended or, or what they're going to do with that? I think that's going to tell the tale as to what's offered and where then they would go, depending on uh, how that plays out. Well, and that's the other thing too, is now the discussion is, is could the ACC stay alive by grabbing Notre Dame or the big 12? Um, and in, uh, in, but I mean, at that point, you're not doing equal revenue share. You, you understand and Notre Dame would understand what they would do as far as stability joining a conference. So they're not going to join and split equal revenue with Kansas and central Florida. You know, they're going to take a, a large line share of the, of the, of the revenue, or at least you know get that 75 million that they're looking for. And who knows once they break it down into conference play, you know what that leaves for everybody else, or they can join the sec, the big 10 still could do the same thing. They understand their brand. And, and I can't wait to see how that plays out is that, you know, maybe they go to the Big Ten and say, "Yeah, you're giving out a hundred million to everybody else. You better make that, uh, you know, make that ninety-five million to everybody else, and we'll bring, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know what the, what it would turn out to be, what how much you would take away from the others, but a larger share. And would the Big Ten be interested in doing that? Would the SEC be interested yeah. in doing that? Notre Dame, 
on their own as a brand is is just fascinating in this whole discussion because they pretty much just I mean they could save a conference um, they could stay independent it's just amazing to see what happens uh, we'll take a quick break here on the t on the block here as uh, we are excited to be joined here in just a second by Greg Hepburn uh, and uh, and Calvin Johnson, or excuse me, Cluster Johnson. Calvin Johnson's uh, busy today. Cluster Johnson and uh, Greg Hepburn. We're going to dive into kind of what's going on with AU basketball right now. Is it a system error or parents gone wild? Um, if you've seen it, it's kind of gone viral. A lot of fighting going on there. And the AU world has uh, had a, its problem outside of the recent viral videos as well. Um, so we'll break that stuff down. Talk to those guys, former uh, Huskers or, or parents of, of current athletes as well. Greg Hepburn, Cluster Johnson, coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket. 